You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Just tell me, bye Welcome to Hit the Books, the only weekly realistic fantasy booking podcast in the universe. That means that every single week we book our own episodes of Raw and SmackDown. All the matches, all the promos, all the rivalries, all the storylines, every single thing, every pay-per-view too. We are coming off of a huge Survivor Series show and coming into the road to TLC. I am your host, as always, Ryan 19. With me, as always, is the spicy nugget himself, Mikey Manfredi. Mikey, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. It's this is a great day. We're coming back from Survivor Series. We're getting pumped up for the newest, newest pay per view coming up. TLC. I'm stoked. Let's get into this. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm coming at it with real energy today. Real raw sugar energy. And by that I mean I had no raw sugar. I did have four powdered donuts. So I guess it is in a way. Raw wait, like sugar. wait, like regular sized uh, powdered donuts. No, the, the the you know the small mini size. Oh, okay. Donut. I was like, damn, I'm dude. Not a monster. I was like, damn, dude. Just crushing them today, huh? Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of food, a, a topic that we always talk about on the show. I had today um, a pancake in a cup. I had uh, just regular pancakes for breakfast. Oh, look at that symmetry! But have you ever had that? It, it, the, you know, Aunt Jemima or the the power cake thing. Where it's they give you a you know like the mac and cheese bowl sort of thing I that you can just pick like in college. Before. So you basically you take it, you put like fill up to the fill line, put it in the microwave for a minute, and then who? Bing! Bob's your uncle. You got a pancake in a cup. <laughs> Bob's your uncle is such a weird phrase. Like, no, I don't have an uncle Bob. I do have an uncle Bob. I believe actually he's my godfather, uh, which means that uh, I get, have to. I am forced to give him money every couple of months, or else he'll break my kneecaps. Uh, is that a fun fun joke? I, I think it's like <laughs> it's like so weird. When people are like, "Bing, bang, boom!" Bob's your uncle. I'm like, "No, it's not. It's not my uncle. It's your uncle." Where's maybe. Uh, where's I'm gonna look up. Where does Bob's your uncle? It may maybe it's the verb Bob. Like maybe. I'm picking up. I'm picking up uncles with my mouth. <laughs> uh, let's see. Bob's your uncle. Uh. Let's see, Wikipedia, a phrase commonly used, today is the learning episode, apparently, uh, used in Ireland, United Kingdom, um, uh, means that there is, uh, the origins are uncertain, but a common theory is that the expression across the conservative Prime Minister Robert Gascone Cecil, otherwise known as Bob, because his name's Robert, appointed his nephew Arthur Balfour as Chief Secretary of Ireland in 1887, an act of nepotism, which is apparently both surprising and unpopular. Uh, whatever other qualifications Balfour might have had, Bob's your uncle was seen as the conclusive one. Uh, okay, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that story, though. Uh, 
The the main weakness in this theory is that the first documented usage of Bob's Your Uncle is the title of a review as the Victoria Theater, Dundee in June 1924. If Salisbury's notorious nepotism towards Joel Thorne in the 1980s is so widely spoken of to inspire a popular phrase, it's perhaps unlikely it would have been taken nearly 40 years for it to appear in print for the first time. That's fair. But I also do like that sort story a lot where they're just like, well, Bob's your uncle. You know, nepotism, baby. Everyone's favorite isms. Nepotism. Schisms. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mikey, I mean, more isms. More isms, um, skepticisms, uh, mysticisms. Mysticisms. Uh, reflexisms. Is that a word? No, it's not. <laughs> Anyways, we're not uh, anyway, here to talk about Bob's your uncle. Uh, we're here. Uh, yeah, I gave you at the start of the show. We're here booking our own version. I'm heading raw. Mikey's heading SmackDown. Uh, I've been thinking about a lot about like the Survivor Series because Survivor Series, not just in our world, but in the you know in the actual WWE landscape, is always a pay per view cycle in the past couple of years that people don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the complaints about like there's no stakes and all this other stuff. And I was thinking about this, Mikey, and I don't know if you would agree, but I think I've come to the conclusion of why uh, the draft happens right before Survivor Series. Why is that? Uh, my theory is that Bob is Vince McMahon's uncle. So that... <laughs> No, my theory is that... So, I don't know, like, when I was writing this card for today's episode, I was kind of having a difficult time coming up with stuff because it was because the conclusion i came to that is like well the draft happened and this is like kind of the first real episode where we have to come up with storylines for our wrestlers Mm -hmm. right i mean the the draft you know there are there's storylines happening but it's kind of just like ah you know it's kind of like a you know up in the air nothing's really mattering it's just sort of like we're doing things Um. So I came to the my my thought process there is like I think they do the draft right before Survivor Series because it gives the writers like three four weeks to come up with ideas for post Survivor Series. Bold idea. That's my bold pitch. Is that I really think I I was thinking about this a lot. I was like I really think because I mean I I mean writing Survivor Series build is just sort of like okay and then we're gonna fight the other brand and <laughs> this is what's happening and you know I did some interesting stuff this this time around you did the qualifying matches which are also very easy because you're just like ah oh, qualifying match immediate stakes into the match mm-hmm. there you go I don't have to tell I don't have to tell the story because it's just the match um you know but it's just like I don't know I I've been thinking about that a lot it was like I think that is the actual reason. But the problem is, on top of that, is like this that would only make Survivor Series more interesting if they stuck like we have with the brand split. Whereas, you know, you get cool matches for the first time in forever or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, you get to book internally. Yeah. Or, for instance, I, I also I texted you afterwards the Shayna Baszler Sasha Banks match. Uh, that is a first time ever in our universe, if I'm not mistaken. And it is the number one woman on Raw versus the number one woman on SmackDown. Uh, not just because they're champions, but literally according to our rankings. L- according to the overall rankings, it's number two person, Shayna Baszler, versus number one person on SmackDown, Sasha Banks. Pretty good. Like, pretty high stakes huge- match right there. Yeah, and that in this universe is a huge high stakes match that hasn't happened in forever since Sasha Banks came to the main roster. 
And if, you know, if we, we, you know, screwed around and like had people cross brands all the time, then, you know, that match would have have happened already, possibly. Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking about that a lot recently about why, why a lot of people don't like Survivor Series anymore. I don't know. I'm still Because I liked it. it. 2016 was great. 2016 Survivor Series was great. Mm -hmm. I love that one of election. I like last year's Survivor Series a lot, actually. I don't remember. Oh, that was the NXT one. Yeah. I like that one a lot. I, I like that. I think that one, they did well with the interesting build because the story that they were able to, easy story they were able to create is any, you know, NXT invasion stuff. Yeah. NXT being like, listen, we're just as good as you guys. Don't, don't mess with us. And then as soon as Survivor Series is over, they can go back to doing whatever their, you know, whatever their brands themselves are doing. Yeah. Which is also the funniest thing about Survivor Series. It's just sort of like there's no real fallout. <laughs> like it was just like, and then they go back to whatever else they're doing. <laughs> it also gets some publicity on, and it, it, not, I guess not public, but it also gets like the people who only watch Raw and SmackDown, it introduces them to the NXT roster, you know? Being oh, like, yeah, oh, exactly. damn, look at these guys. They never publish it, but I would love to know, like, specifically. Well, I guess it was also NXT was already on the net on. On no NXT was on the USA Network at that point. Yeah, actually, they, I do remember they were trying I, to showcase I, it more because they wanted people to go watch it on Wednesdays. I, if I'm not mistaken, the during that build, like NXT had like a bump in ratings because like the main roster people were like, "Oh no, I gotta watch NXT now because it's part of this storyline." Yeah, because NXT NXT also just rules. I've heard recently, like it's just good. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You heard that recently? I don't know. I heard it was. It's been. I haven't actually watched it. I just heard it's been good. Well, I'll tell you this much: they are about to do a blindfold match between Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis. Ah, fun! In, in front of no crowd. Ah, great. <laughs> and and let me tell you about, about that that Cameron Grimes storyline. He thinks one of the referees is a zombie. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's not a joke. <laughs> not, a, not a joke. Since Halloween Havoc, he believes that one of the referees is a zombie, and it's tough for him to get through matches now because the referee was a zombie. Awesome. Love it. <laughs> I'm not saying you can enjoy it. I'm just saying that the fact of the matter is that there is about to be a blindfold match. The fact of the matter is, shit's about to be wild. <laughs> shit's crazy. Um, speaking of crazy shit, let's get into the actual show. Um, as I've already teed up, I was about to tee up a third time. I felt myself doing it. Um, but before we actually get to it, we we have to address not really the elephant in the room, but two uh two things that on our list of agendas that we need to get to. Two people have returned: Naomi and Ruby Riot. Uh, Ruby Riot technically returned last week. Naomi returned the week previous. Uh, they're both free agents, neither of which were drafted to either brand. Um, so we need to settle this sort of where they're going, what they're doing thing, and come up with some sort of agreement on how we're doing that, Mikey. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Let's open the floor. Is there anyone in particular that you would like to have on your brand, or would you like both, neither? What were you thinking? I mean, I don't know, right? I, I don't know. I would like to have, I mean, I would obviously like to have both, but I don't want to leave you with nothing. Um, I think... Personally, if I think for me, it either way, I'm okay. Like if Ruby Riot goes to Raw, I'm good. If Naomi goes to Raw, I'm good, and I get Ruby Riot or whatever. 
I think no matter what happens, I'm okay. Um, but I would like one of them. <laughs> well, I was thinking that like if one of us wanted both of them, the other person can give up something, or 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 offer like a randomizer hit or like some sort of you know equal opportunity screwing. I don't know. How do you? Um, how do you? How how do you want to decide who gets who here? I don't know, because I've been really thinking about adding Ruby Riot into my ranks, but the more and more I'm thinking about, like, the stories that I'm trying to tell, the less and less I'm thinking about having <laughs> Ruby Riot on my roster. I was like, just looking at the rosters themselves, I mean, you, I have 13 people, where you have 12 people. It's pretty even already, so it's not really a huge difference there. But I was just sort of thinking, like, oh, man, le- I-, I really wanted Ruby Riot. I really like Ruby Riot. But the le- more and more I think about it, I was like, I don't know if I want Ruby Riot. And my fear of getting Naomi is that I currently have no idea what to do with Naomi. So my fear is that Naomi just might be, like, low ca- lower card, not really anything, until I think of something for her. Mm-hmm. And that's And I don't like doing that. Like getting someone specifically just to be like, I got nothing for you because I got a lot of people that I like a lot. Um, you know, a lot of people I'm pushing, a lot of people I'm, you know, things I'm doing. And with Naomi, I'm just sort of like, I, uh, I don't know. And that, and sadly, I feel like that's the same thing for me. What's happening with Ruby Riot is as I'm thinking of ideas, I'm just like, well, where do I do Ruby Riot? Like, if I get Ruby Riot, it's like, well, I also got like Sony Deville in there. And they're kind of similar-ish, not really, but you know they kind of have a similar vibe and character. Honestly, you know I can amp up Sonya Deville's. I guess her character was sort of crazy or something. I don't really know what her character was before she left, but I don't know. You know, I'm just sort of like I, don't, I really don't know. <laughs> that, and that's and that's also probably the reason why we haven't decided on any, what to do with these people at so ever. So. I don't know. What do you think, Mikey? I, I, do you, or you have a preference? I'm really okay if you shoot for something. And what? Do not worry about me. I don't know. I feel like you, neither. You, I feel like honestly, both of you, both of us want neither of them. I don't know. Uh, yeah, for me, it makes the most sense for me not to get Ruby Riot because of uh, how she kind of went out. You know, she mm-hmm. went out uh, saying that she wanted to separate herself from Undisputed Era. It wasn't working out. She wanted to do her own thing for a little bit. So her going to Raw makes sense. But uh, I'm kind of in the same boat. It's like I don't really have much for either of them right now, so like I don't know what I want to do. No, I get you, because that's my fear: is that the moment I pick up either of them, that also means I mean, there's someone on this roster I'm no longer using as much. I'm perfectly content with you get Ruby, I get Naomi. I think I can settle on that. I'm not the most happy about it, but I think I can settle on it. I think I can probably. I, th- I think I can come up with more ideas for Ruby Riot than Naomi. Okay, so you want to just do that? Sure, right. let's do that. I'll take Ruby Riot. I will take Naomi. That's good. You know, you got a little build-in from Bianca Belair and Naomi as a tag team. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Ruby Riot. you know, I can do something with probably include her in the Liv Morgan storyline somewhere. Yeah. Um, or easily, you know, go back into Ruby Riot, Sheena Baszler. Also true. You know, since that was an old rivalry back in the day. That was a good rivalry back in the day. Plus, we also got Bailey on here, so you know Ruby and Bailey had a little little tussle, a little bit of a something something, a little bit of a tussle. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into it. Uh, last week, or every single week, we have a randomizer poll, uh, which goes on our Twitter for the weekend, where you can vote. You can listen to the latest episode and vote on which 
whose card you thought was better. My version of Raw, Mikey's version of SmackDown. You can obviously go, uh, you know, because when the episodes come out Friday, it'll be there all weekend, I think, for like three days or something. Yeah. Uh, and the poll for last week's episode has come in, Mikey. Uh, main events of Raw was McIntyre, Black, and Murphy versus Ziggler, Gulak, and Maverick in a warm-up match for Survivor Series. SmackDown main event was Braun Strowman versus Karrion Cross for a spot on SmackDown's men's Survivor Series team. I will admit uh, that SmackDown main event is a lot sexier than my Raw main event. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, the winner of last week's poll was Mikey Manfredi, hey. 57%. SmackDown gets another win under the belt. Loving it. Another win. SmackDown, another win. Starting off this season hot. The record is 0-2-1. to to Starting off this season hot, baby. SmackDown with two wins, Raw with nothing, which means uh, I'm going to have to get hit by the randomizer. So thank you, Mikey. Thank you, folks at home, for not believing my Raw. I shot for the fences, and I seem to have missed. Uh, <laughs> but hopefully I can uh, I can come back and... You know, get some sort of redemption arc here in this cycle before TLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope for the best. Hope for the best. Okay, well, let's get into this goddamn show. Let's start with Raw, baby. Yeah, let's do it. Keith Lee, he opens up Raw and is sort of in a reflective mood here. Uh, Lee says that the Survivor Series uh, pay-per-view obviously did not go to Raw's way. Uh, two to four. You know, two to four, guys. We We did not do it. And as the WWE champion of Raw, I can't help to think that this is my fault. Maybe I should have been a better leader. Maybe I shouldn't have had those title matches before Survivor Series. I don't know what it is, but you deserve better WWE Universe. And I'm willing to kneel down before you and repent for my mistake. Uh, That is why uh, I am going to have a title defense tonight. Ooh. I will defend my WWE Championship tonight against a friend of mine that has just recently arrived to Raw, Dominic Dijakovic. Ooh, all right, all right. I like this already. Uh, he's been a great rival, but more importantly, a great friend. He's a family man. He's a... Just then, Roman's Reigns' music hits. Dun-dun. Uh-oh. Dun-dun. <laughs> That that's like the moment is uh, just put the lyrics in. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh Roman walks out and steps face to face with Keith Lee. After a beat, Roman takes the mic from Keith Lee's hands. Uh, and Roman tells Lee that you can defend the title all you want, but I am the rightful WWE champion. They know this. You know this, Keith. I have put every part of my soul into this job. And I deserve the accolades. In fact, what have you actually done? Your reign has amounted to nothing, and it, is, it was my duty to carry the show in your absence. Uh, you lost at Survivor Series and embarrassed this brand while I pulled my weight and was the sole survivor on Raw's team. And you can get all heated all you want, Keith. It doesn't matter. You don't belong here. I am the head of the table, and you're just keeping my seat warm. I'm coming for my destiny at TLC. You and me, one on one. I earn back what is rightfully mine. Uh, and then Roman leaves the ring with the microphone. I like the line. You're just keeping my seat warm. Yes, yes. A little inclusion of real life into there. Yeah. Head of the table and to uh, keep my seat warm. I like that a lot. Yeah, too. Mm-hmm. 
But Roman Reigns laying down the challenge. So let's see, I guess, where that's going to go. Yeah. Presumably a, a title. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. That, sound, that sounds about like where it's going. Exactly. Uh, moving right along into the next match, it's Daniel Bryan taking on newcomer to Raw, Tony Nese, uh, where Daniel Bryan defeats Tony Nese. Maybe not too surprising here. After the match, Daniel Bryan grabs the microphone and says that it feels good to tell all of you the truth. Uh, the problem is what you that what you that when you expound truth that is too frank, it perturbs people. And to dumb it down for everybody, I mean that you people don't like me saying what is true because you know it is true. And that truth is that Edge is not the man he says he is. He's not a man of the people. He's not your hero. Edge is destroying what it means to be a wrestler, what it means to move this industry forward. Seth Rollins was right. Uh, Edge is dangerous, and I'm glad that my eyes have been opened. Our dream team was just awful fan service, nothing more. I don't want dream matches. I don't need to know who I can beat, which reminds me of another truth, Edge. I already know I can beat you. I can beat you in this ring. I can beat you outside the arena. I can beat you United States, Canada, Mexico, England, Russia, India, Australia, and the Arctic. I can beat you at your own game. So why should I humiliate you in front of all of your so-called fans? I know the truth, and the truth is that I can beat you. And that is why we will not wrestle. I will put my talents towards the future, giving people like Nice here opportunities that he has not had. You are not worth my time, Edge. You are not worth wrestling over. I like I like that. I like that promo from Daniel Bryan. Really strong, really being like, listen, I know I could beat you in just does the Animaniacs list of country song. And yep. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> what a pull. <laughs> what a pull. Uh yeah, it's not because I haven't been watching the new series or anything. But does the the <laughs> list of country song from Animaniacs and then it's just like, listen, cuz I know I can beat you anywhere we wrestle at any time. It's not even worth it cuz clearly you're just going to lose anyway. I'm just going to win. We all already know the outcome, so why even bother doing the formalities, you know? Exactly. Why? Why? Do, why bother with it when I can just move? Forward? Exactly. I like that a lot. I That's like. Right. I like that. That like, Daniel Bryan pushing over WWE Legend Edge like he is nothing. <laughs> like, like exactly. he's just some jobber. Exactly. He's just some jobber. Speaking of jobbers, uh, we got a match next up where it's One Nation versus some jobbers. Oh, interesting. Jobber tag team. Uh, uh, One Nation. Obviously, this is a squash match. One Nation utterly destroys the jobbers. Uh, and then following the match, they uh, uh, work, shoot, work, not shoot, but work uh, breaking their legs, uh, both the jobber's legs. Oh, no. A little, little violence oh, out of here from One Nation. Oh, no. Yeah, One Nation, Allen, please. Apollo Crews are, they aren't playing <laughs> They're just games. rookies, man. Relax. They're just trying to make it. Make it. <laughs> Should have thought better. Um, there we go, and that's that match. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, One Nation breaks some jobbers' legs. Moving on. Moving on to a video package. It's just sort of a video package that's showcasing the history of Dijakovic's run on the Indies and on NXT. Just sort of we can catch the audience up to uh, who this person is, their story, their character, what stuff like Makes that. Sense. And if you're listening to the show, presumably I know who you know. I presume you know who Dominic Dijakovic is, but if you don't know, he's a five-tool player or something. 
and he's huge and Keith Lee and him have a whole bunch of matches that are historic I guess in multiple companies mm-hmm. uh including several in NXT so you know you can go easily to go check those out yeah um moving right along match number 3 Ziggler and Rude uh versus Lince Dorado and Oni Lorcan oh interesting team there well, they've been they they've been teaming for they teamed up last week. They actually went to blows two weeks ago. Lindsay Dorado got the win. Lindsay Dorado and Oni Lorkin got the win as a tag team last week, and here they are teaming again, taking on Ziggler and Rude. And guess what? Upset victory. Dorado and Lorkin get the victory. Whoa! I like this new I like this new team that's that's uh, forming between these guys. This new partnership. Yes. Well, this new partnership between Dorado and Lorkin. By defeating Ziggler and Robert Roode. Mm-hmm. Moving right along into a backstage interview with none other than the Raw Women's Champion, Shayna Baszler. Baszler says that after Survivor Series, two things uh, are known. One, the only people worth their stuff in this entire locker room is Roman Reigns and me. Uh, two, not a single female in this locker room is ready for me. Heck, not even this entire company. I am the Women's Champion of WWE. No one can stop me, not Sasha Banks, not Bailey, not Sony Deville, not Becky Lynch, nobody. I like behind Baszler. I like Ooh, I like ahead. Baszler being like it's just me and Roman here on Raw. We're the only ones, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. We're the only people that matter. Uh behind Baszler, we hear two words and those words are I can. The camera pans over to reveal that it is Candice LeRae standing behind Shayna Baszler. Interesting. LeRae walks up to Baszler and says, and I'm not afraid of you. Uh, Suddenly, LeRae attacks Baszler, and the two have a classic backstage brawl where where LeRae stands on top by tapping out Shayna Baszler. Whoa. Whoa, big moves from LeRae here. Yes, yes. Last you know, two weeks ago, Lorray made a save on Bailey uh, after that Raw Women's Championship match between her and Baszler. Now Lorray is uh, still cementing the idea. Hey, I'm coming for that title. I like it. I like it. I'm into it. And not only that, but tapping out Baszler. Very. That's very interesting. That's the biggest. That's the biggest thing for me. Yes. Uh, move right along into a fun little tag team match here. It's Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke teaming up for the first time together. Versus Peyton Royce and Chelsea Green. A very interesting team. A team that makes sense, actually, I feel like. Uh, it makes sense on paper, but does not work in practice. Green and Royce just do not work well together, whereas Rose and Brooke are really showcasing a lot of tag team moves. You know, apparently they've put in the time to work on this, Royce and Green. Uh, I don't know what it was, maybe egos being not put aside or what have you. Uh, they just don't get the job done. Rose and Brooke win the match. I like it. I like it pushing pushing Rose and Brooke here. Uh, pa- maybe not developing a tag team between Roy- Royce and Green, but uh, no, no, I like it. Hey, Chelsea Green's not Billy Kay. What can I yeah, say? That's true. This is true. Uh, next up, we got a backstage interview with Liv Morgan. Uh, Morgan has asked about what happened in Survivor Series, where many are saying that she caused Rhea Ripley to be eliminated, which might have led to Team Raw's loss at Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morgan responds, saying that she doesn't understand why people are thinking the worst of her. Why would I want Team Raw to lose? 
I love this brand. Why would I want us to lose matches? Why would I want to lose matches? Uh, just thinking that is insane to me and should be to all of you. Uh, you know, I want what's the best for Raw, and I believe that is me going out on my own to become the Raw Women's Champion. You know, if if Rhea still wants to be partners, then sure, we can do that every once in a while, but I'm not interested in doing that every week. I need to reassess, focus on my goals, and that is to become the Raw Women's Champion I was meant to be. I like it. I like go. it a lot. End of promo. Thoughts on promo? I love the promo. I think it's dope. Uh, very, very interesting because it, Liv is really pushing this, like, it. I'm not doing this <laughs> idea that she's not doing anything to Rhea Ripley, uh, possibly gaslighting the WWE Universe. <laughs> yeah, it, it, so, yeah, that, that was going to be my follow-up question was, because I like asking you, like, specific questions when I'm trying to gauge how the storyline is. Uh, do, where do you think like, how, like, do you you do you think Liv Morgan is trying to gaslight people? Do you think she's like innocent? Do you, what do you think's happening? So here? when this storyline first started out, I was firmly in the camp of oh, someone took Liv's phone and has been harassing Rhea Ripley in the name of Liv to try to break them up. In the name of Liv. <laughs> like the, the next like, cult I'm gonna start <laughs> like to to break them up, but. Yeah. So, so possibly they can win the titles. But now that the titles are off of them, it's like, where are the motivations here for breaking them up, you know? And it's like, now now I'm starting to think that maybe True. it's Liv doing the gaslighting because, like, now there's no, like, there's no reason for someone to want them broken up anymore, you know, now, now that they're not champions anymore, unless somebody just really just doesn't like Ray Ripley and Liv Morgan for some reason. Um, But... Yeah. It's it's start it's it's start, more starting to seem that Liv's uh Liv's facade is cracking, you know, that she's like putting on this face being like it wasn't me when it totally was. <laughs> yeah, she's putting on she's putting on some uh glasses and a nice cool button down and and putting on the strangest voice in the world and singing it wasn't me. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that's a that's the best shaggy reference I can make here, folks. <laughs> Uh, let's move into the main event, which is the WWE Championship match between Keith Lee and Dijakovic. Uh, BT Dubs. I'm 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 doing a classic WWE. I'm removing his first name. No, uh, he's just Dijakovic now. How dare you? Uh, don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. Would you rather have it be T Bar? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> uh, well, also, I was thinking because I was like, well, I mean, there's Dominic Mysterio over on SmackDown, so maybe I should have two Dominics. Okay. Um. Which is also why I think he might have been called T-Bar. <laughs> it's because they're like, well, Dominic is over on SmackDown. It's spelled exactly the same, too. Um, anyways, Keith Lee versus Dom- Dijakovic. <laughs> now he got me saying it. For the WWE Championship. Um, a lot of back and forth action. You know, they're really showcasing, trying to have that classic match. The idea being that we're trying to showcase Dijakovic as a, as a, you know, he's keeping up and being a threat towards Keith Lee. But Keith Lee is the one that is ultimately able to get the win here and retain his WWE Championship. I like it. You know, defeating Dijakovic, kind of in a way proving Roman Reigns wrong there um, at the top of the show and just saying, you know, I, Keith, Keith, Keith Lee isn't washed up yet. No, I'm not. I, I'm not keeping your seat warm. This is my chair. You know, this is my seat. Yeah. After, I the, like it. after the match, Lee shakes hands of Dijakovic and raises Dijakovic's arm. You know, as a shine, sign of respect. 
Dijakovic looks over at Keith Lee, spins him over, and kicks Keith Lee into the balls. No! Heel turn, baby. This is, this is what this is what happens when you lose your first name. Dijakovic picks up the you WWE. turn your back on your friends. Dijakovic picks up the WWE Championship, sort of signaling the idea that he wants the title or coming for Keith Lee or believes he deserves it. Suddenly, Drew McIntyre's music hits. Excuse, wow, lots of things happening here. And Drew runs down to make the save. Uh, then, when the save is done, you know Claymore and all that. Uh, Roman Reigns runs in from out of nowhere and spears McIntyre. Reigns then picks up the WWE Championship and stands tall at the end with the title that he believes he deserves. <laughs> big ending on Raw here. No, Could, big, Biggie's on you, Biggie's on SmackDown. <laughs> wait, shut up. Wait, <laughs> wait. Do you do you hear that? What's that? I think I hear. I think I hear Teddy Long coming. <laughs> Could it be? <laughs> Could it be we're setting up for a tag team match, Playa? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe next week has a cool main event. I Maybe mean, it just has a cool main event, and maybe that's it. Maybe this, has, just... this, this, this ending spot on Raw just has Teddy Long written all over it, baby. Maybe, may, hey, may, if, if that's a cool main event next week, that's not my problem if that's what it happens to be. I mean, not, not having to be, but potentially could be. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll find out next week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there we go. That's that's Monday Night Raw for you folks. Mikey, thoughts, comments, concerns, questions? I like Raw a lot. You got a new a lot a lot of new storylines coming in right off the bat. We got a lot of new rivalries brewing. We got the the tag team, the possible Teddy Long setup at the end. Uh, <laughs> I I like this. I like this Liv Morgan v. Ripley storyline still going on. I like. I want to see where it goes. I'm very interested in it. Um, it's it's gonna be the new. We 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 need Detective Truth back to figure out what's going on over there. Uh, <laughs> but all around, I think Raw was great. Thank you, thank you. Uh, well, uh, let's. It's time to fuck with it. <laughs> Guys, screw me over then. Uh, randomize yeah. me, randomize me, baby. <laughs> all right, here we go, Ryan. Uh, like we I said, like we said at the, the top of the show, uh, Raw lost the poll last weekend. So we're going to hit the randomizer. It's like a list of 40 items, you know, ranging from injuries to wellness policy violations to heel turns to what have you. I, I, I feel like I have a lot of different things in there like heel turns and whatnot. So I might be safe, hopefully, this week from a lot of changes. Um, let, we'll find out, I guess. But, you know, it's a way to keep us realistic, like I said at the top of the show. So. It's a good way to do that. You know, because we can't just be perfect in a vacuum. Ryan. Yes. It turns out on the randomizer that it is smiling down on SmackDown because oh, no. I got a miraculous recovery. <laughs> oh, very nice, my dude. Very so much. I get to roll a D whatever to see which injured wrestler gets healed faster and then a D4 plus one to see how many weeks they can knock off their injury. Well, you right only now have... I have two... Two current injuries. We have Danny Burch and Humberto Carrillo. Yes, this is true. Which I believe Danny Burch was somebody that you lowered his injury on. I, I feel like you had a miraculous recovery already and lowered some. Might have been Bobby Fish. I I have it. It was very recent. I I have gotten a miraculous recovery, uh, and it's pretty pretty excited about it. Yes. Well, basically, flip a coin, and see who's getting it. Uh, getting this. I have a coin right here. Okay. Whose heads? Whose tails? Uh, let's say Danny Burch's heads, Humberto Carrillo's tails, and let's see what I got. We got 
Tails, Humberto Carrillo gets a miraculous recovery. Humberto Carrillo currently scheduled to return May 2nd, 2021. Ooh, okay. Well, it's going to be shorter now. Yeah. <laughs> By two weeks, because I got a one. one. Is it one plus one? That's what it is? Yes. Two weeks. It was whatever. Two weeks off of his injury. Uh, okay, cool. So that brings him to... Let's move him up. Moving the calendar all around. That brings him to April 18th, 2021. Still very far away. But uh, hey, you know, hey, it, all the matter. still a little bit shorter. Anything helps, right? Speaking of Humberto Carrillo, I was watching Survivor Series, uh, the, the kickoff show of the Battle Royal, and Humberto Carrillo was starting to grow facial hair, and I'm like, oh man, that's a heel Humberto Carrillo if I've ever seen one. That's a heel turn, man. Yeah, I was like, oh man. He Covering got... those dimples? He's got... <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for him, our Humberto to return in April with a full-ass beard. Uh, <laughs> just so he's like, oh yeah, he's definitely a heel. He's definitely a heel, folks. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. SmackDown smiling gods. Uh, Humberto yeah. Creo helping that out. You know, not R- like randomizer, it, randomizer giving me a little hope. Yeah, not a huge, huge thing, but you know, April. That is, you hey, know, it's better than something bad happening, right? That's true. Definitely something true. He would potentially return. Now he might return the pay at maybe at the pay per view after WrestleMania. What is it like backlash or something? Um, uh, something. You know, it's a little bit better. Good job. Good on Humberto. Yeah. Uh, okay. Though with that out of the way, let's go to SmackDown. All right, over on SmackDown. Well, Ryan, you aren't the only one with the champion opening up the show. We have Sami Zayn opening up SmackDown. Comes to the ring with his universal title, and he grabs a mic. He says, you know what? Let's cut to the chase. Keith Lee, I told you that all you were was going to be... All you were, all you were going to be was a stepping stone on my way to becoming this company's greatest universal champion, and it looks like I was right. I came out on top, and I beat the limitless one and prove that I'm not just some joke in this company. I'm not just some pushover. I'm a force to be reckoned with, and I'm not going to let anyone in that locker room forget it. Sammy drops the mic and he goes to leave the ring, but then we hear none other than the Firefly Funhouse music. (laughs) And Ramblin' Rabbit comes on the Titantron and looks nervous, and he's stuttering and says, Gee, Bray, I I don't think we're on Raw anymore. (laughs) <laughs> Bray Bray pops out from behind the door and he says, "Wow, Ramblin' Rabbit, you're right. It's much different over here. Everything feels more blue." And then the screen like tints blue and him and Ramblin' Rabbit look very sad for a second. But then Bray snap, but then Bray snaps out of it and says, "I like the idea that his sweater turns blue for a second. Yeah. Just like everything like the screen tints blue and then Bray snaps out of it and says, but that doesn't mean we have we have to be. I mean, Aww. just I mean, just think of all the new friends we can make here on SmackDown. Friends like Sami Zayn. Bray's face then gets darker and he gets a little more serious and says, "What do you say, Sammy? You want to let me in?" Ooh. And the screen and then the screen goes dark and Sammy is left in the ring speechless. Ooh. Ooh, I very nice little opener of Bray Wyatt here. Very nice little promo from here. Like uh, also, the Fiend's SmackDown debut. This is true. His SmackDown debut. I like to see it, folks. You love to see it. Mm-hmm. Also, I do. Also, I do want to just point out the complete difference in character and uh, uh, just win and loss versus Keith Lee opening Raw and Sami Zayn opening mm-hmm. SmackDown. 
like the same concept, but then like in kayfabe, what they talk about, yeah. you know, <laughs> like Keith Lee being like, I don't know what happened, but yeah, we lost. And I won. Like, I'm I the told best. you. <laughs> Just the perfect, just perfect, like, character differences there. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, all right. We, we're going to roll into match number one here. We have Grand Metal League taking on Jeff Hardy. How? Hey, Jeff how, Roll. Jeff Roll's Hall. However, during the match, Kalisto runs to the ringside, distracting Grand Metal League, which allows Jeff Hardy to hit the Twist of Fate Swanton combination and win the match. So Jeff Hardy picks up a win here thanks to Kalisto distracting Grand Metal League. Looks like this feud's not quite over. No, it is not. Uh, good on Jeff Hardy to get an actual win in this goddamn company. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez, Jeff. Yeah, it's been rough for Jeff. Ah, oh, jeez. What well, his record is? After two that, and twelve, two and great, now great. he's now three and twelve. A- after that, we have a backstage interview with Sheamus about his win over Ricochet at Survivor Series. Ryan, I want you to not take it personally, but I'm going to mention Survivor Series a lot in this. That's fine. I lost. <laughs> uh, so backstage interview with Sheamus talking about his win over Ricochet at Survivor Series. He says, I told everyone that Ricochet doesn't deserve to be a champion, that he wasn't ready for the target on his back. And then he gets cut off by Kevin Owens, who steps into the interview and says, interesting that you mention having a target on your back, Sheamus, because I've had my sights on you since I beat you a few weeks ago to get on that Survivor Series team. I distinctly Ooh. remember pinning you in the middle of that ring. And you're lucky it wasn't for the title, or or else it would have been me taking on Ricochet at Survivor Series. Sheamus laughs and says, sure, Owens, sure, Owens, you got lucky. Too bad that luck didn't carry over into your match on Sunday when Captain KO couldn't get it done. Same is going to happen <laughs> if you come after this title. Wasn't Captain KO one of like the first people eliminated? Was the first person on the team. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Same is going to happen if you come after this title. Sheamus walks away, and Owens scoffs and also walked off screen. So just a little quick promo there, possibly setting up a Sheamus-Kevin Owens feud for that title, uh, since Kevin Owens did did get a a clean win over Sheamus a few weeks ago. This is accurate. This is definitely accurate. Well, next up, we have a a tag team match between the Usos and Brizongo, with the Usos picking up the victory. So the Usos kind of getting on a roll here. Ah, oh, nice on the Usos, getting a little... I think this is also the SmackDown official de- debut, the official return for Brizongo. For Brizongo, uh, yes. Yes, but they end up losing to the Usos, who get that little... that roll on through here. Mm-hmm. Good on the Usos. After that, we have a video package. We have Charlotte Flair sitting on a throne with all of her past titles on the wall behind her. She says... Oh. At Survivor Series, SmackDown proved that we don't only hold a candle to Raw, we surpass them. All of our champions proved that all of our champions proved that SmackDown are where the, are where they really or, <laughs> Hold on, my brain is moving faster than my mouth. You're excited. <laughs> all of our champions prove that that SmackDown is where the really dominant champions live. Well, all except for one. Sasha Banks. Sasha, you dropped the ball against Baszler and put a dent in our almost perfect record. You may think you have what it takes to hold that title, but after Sunday, it's so clear to me that you don't. I'm going to make sure that title ends up in the hands of someone who deserves it. Someone who can live up to the expectations of being a champion. Someone who can dominate any challenger in their path. And that someone is the queen. 
The camera fades out as Charlotte Flair's message is sent. Wow. That was good. That was good. When you say all of her titles, is it like so she's won SmackDown in the Raw Women's Championship? But is it like all like eight or nine of them? Yeah, it's just, it's just like a wall of gold behind her. Basically. Ah, solid promo. I love how, like, it, it almost feels like you and I basically took the same ideas coming out of Survivor Series. Yeah. Had, like, those reflections of it all. Yeah, as you, were, as you were presenting Raw, that thought occurred to me, too. I was like, wow, we have very similar, like, cards and, like, promos here coming in like, after like, Survivor I, Series. We had the W Champions and the Universal Champion opening the show. We had, uh, now we had, you know, Baszler talking about, like, I won and no one else can take me on. And then on SmackDown, we have Flair being like, everyone won except for our women's champion. That's why yeah. it should be me. Like, it's just like, a lot, of, a lot of parallels idea. here, yeah. A lot of parallels, indeed. Uh, after that video package, we have match number three. We have Karrion Cross taking on Bo Dallas. Can, Can you... I guess who wins? Yes. Is it Karrion Cross? <laughs> it is Karrion Cross. It is a very quick match. Karrion Cross gets like maybe a move or two in and beats Bo Dallas. Yeah. It's all about the entrance, baby. Yeah. After that, after that squash match, we have a backstage interview with Seth Rollins about being back on SmackDown. Rollins says, After my time on Raw, I've learned some things about myself and about the so-called talent in this company. I learned that all these superstars aren't equipped with the skills to be to really be here. They need guidance. They need a mentor, a locker room leader, and I'm here to fill that role. <laughs> I will shepherd the superstars of this brand to greatness and show them that under my wing, anything is possible. Just ask Mastiff. He came to me with no direction, and now he's feared among his competition, and it's all thanks to me. I'll show everyone what it means to be somebody starting with my match tonight against AJ Styles. Wow. He will be he will be the sacrifice that is needed for the rest of this roster to ascend to stardom. Wow. AJ Styles going back to the Japan and the women's promotion stardom. <laughs> uh, no, I love it. Solid promo, solid re-debut of Seth Rollins, solid re-debut of no longer the Monday Night Messiah, but the savior of SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like the, that going from the Monday Night Messiah to the Savior of SmackDown. Yes. Um, and then a huge main event, <laughs> huge main event. Yeah. Huge. Also, huge difference in our main events. We got the WWE Championship: Lee and Dijakovic versus Rollins versus Styles. Two, I think. Yeah, I went big or here. Th- a three. My, uh... I get. I think it's technically three. Yeah, we've done this. We've done this a few times. Uh, not not like since we split. I don't think we've maybe we've had a match with them both. Maybe maybe we yeah, maybe you have over on Raw, but I don't. I don't think I did because Seth Rollins was in a feud with New Day and then Edge. So I don't think I ever had the Styles match. I think this is. I think in the however long we've been doing this show, this is Styles versus Rollins three. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Did you look at that? Well, after that backstage interview with Rollins, we have match number four. We have Tony Storm taking on Piper Niven. Hey. And Tony Storm picks up the victory, but after the match, Tony Storm helps Piper to her feet, and the two give each other a hug, and Piper raises Storm's hand, and the two kind of walk out, uh, kind of walk out, like, together, you know? Like, mm-hmm. we had a great match. We're both, we're both fine with it. We're both fine with the outcome. Was it, there's no hatred here, you know? Just a solid, decent match between two 
friendly competitor. Yeah, I like that. Sort of giving me maybe a tag team vibe there. Yeah, maybe. You know, they are they are friends, so that would be a nice little NXT UK tag team there. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. After that match, we have a backstage interview with AJ about the comments made from Seth Rollins. AJ says, I don't know who Seth thinks he is, preaching all this stuff about being a mentor, being a locker room leader, making sacrifices or whatever. Sure, he's talented and has something special, but it's not his place to decide who makes it in this industry and who doesn't. It's about hard work and dedication to the craft, not about getting approval from some psycho who thinks he's a god. But later on tonight, there's only one. There's I'll only one it, God, the one true God, my G, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> there's only one true God up there, and He's my Lord. And <laughs> there's only one G. There's only one true God. Isn't that right? D O double G, and then Road Dog comes out. And he's like, <laughs> there's only one God above this flat Earth. <laughs> AJ the, AJ then says but th- but that's okay because later tonight I'll put Rollins in his place. <laughs> I can't even finish that promo. <laughs> Great promo. There's only one god above this flat earth. That's my god. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's only one god above this ladder. <laughs> anyway, we have we we have our main event. Oh. Seth Rollins coming to the ring with Mastiff to take on AJ Styles. And during this match, AJ Styles goes up for a phenomenal forearm, but just then Rollins distracts the referee, which allows Mastiff to push AJ off the top rope, which lets which which gives Seth the opening to go for the stomp and win the match. After at after Ooh, which nice. Mastiff and Rollins beat down AJ and leave him battered in the ring as the two stand tall. Wow. I really like the idea of that, that team of, you know, it, it sucks that we lost out on Murphy in that faction, but I, the just the visuals of Rollins and Mastiff are very mm-hmm. intriguing to me. Uh, and I like that a lot. I like that, that sort of inclusion between them all. Um, as we see Rollins here, uh, there there are rumors apparently that Rollins in real life is uh, going on mat- fraternity leave. I think that's the phrase. Uh, paternity leave. Paternity leave. Fraternity leave still works though, right? He's going on. He's going on a vacation with his frat. Yeah, yeah, baby. Him, Murphy, Mastiff, Yo, Alpha Sigma Beta. <laughs> They're all gonna get branded. <laughs> Jesus. What what? Why do people still join frats when like part of it is getting branded? Sometimes so stupid. <laughs> Listen, in my personal opinion, frats are dumb. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that opinion. That's that's our that's the only hot take. That'll, the hottest of takes will come by the show. The hottest of takes, just as hot as that brand. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Anyways, uh, SmackDown. I like SmackDown a lot. I thought this was. All- I am upset how strong the SmackDown this is because I really went for it on this episode of Raw and I'm scared that this I might lose again because this is a very good episode. I like the, the idea, like you said, that both of us came at it with similar ideas, opening up with Sami Zayn, having Flair go after Sasha Banks, which, oh, baby, that's a great match. Um, mm-hmm. I liked, you know, Rollins and Styles' a little feud here. Rollins getting the win. Big main event there. Interested to see where that goes. Uh, you know, good on Jeff Hardy. Debut of Brizongo. Loss of Bo Dallas. Uh, 
just getting pure squash domination. You know, really, you know, you're starting to showcase that carrying cross mystique, that carrying cross fear. And also you got Bray Wyatt the Fiend going after Sami Zayn. So that could be interesting as well. Um, people change whenever they face the Fiend. So, you know, let's see what happens with S- Samantha Zayn here. Samantha uh, Zayn. Plus the potential. I, I like the idea of maybe a tag team. I don't know if that's your plan here, but those are the feelers I get from it, whether or not you do it or not. Uh, I mean, well, that's still, I think it's still a friendly rivalry between the two is still good. Well, it turned into not so friendly. Only time will tell. Well, it turned into not so friendly or extra friendly. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, I'm very upset that this was also a strong episode of SmackDown because I really wanted to win this week. Uh, uh, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's I, all up- I, I brought it this week. I was ready to bring it this week. You did, you did. Uh, and it's all down to the people at home. So if you're listening to this, you can go head on over to Twitter at CountOutPod. That's at CountOutPod on Twitter. I think it's twitter.com slash CountOutPod as well. Uh, where uh, over the weekend, you know, the, you know, this episode comes out Friday, so that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, over that weekend, you can vote on which card you thought was better. Was it, was it Raw? Was it SmackDown? Your vote matters. Your vote helps decide who wins, who loses the poll, uh, and really can, I mean, your, your vote helped, helped heal Humberto Carrillo for two whole weeks. So, you know, Your that's, vote brought Humberto Carrillo two two extra two extra weeks <laughs> of, of of mobility of healthiness of healthiness. mobility so so that is what your vote can do the power of your vote really matters here uh, so again you can go to at count out pod on Twitter for that weekend every weekend you can go vote on which card you thought was better was it raw was it smackdown uh only you can decide um, you can also follow us on Twitter while you're at it. While you know, while you're already on the page, follow us on Twitter. You get all of our thoughts on the whole world of wrestling. You get all a bunch of updates on what we're doing. Um, little pluggies to get out of the way. Well, first off, I don't think we, we didn't say at the top of the show. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody! Yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't celebrate holidays here, nor do we do any sort of Thanksgiving theme anything we, on the show. We, we hope we hope your Thanksgiving was uh, safe, thankful, and thankful. Full of uh, and things. happy, full yeah. Of safe, food. safe being the number one thing. Full of food, yeah. But safety being the number one thing, of course. You know, have a have a have a nice, intimate Thanksgiving with your family this year. Mikey, what did you do for Thanksgiving this year? Well, this year for Thanksgiving, I smoked a turkey. I was in charge of I was in charge of the turkey for the first time this year, and I'm very excited about. It. I was very excited about it. Nice, nice. We aren't we aren't recording before Thanksgiving. No, it went really well. Uh, are you nervous at all, uh, about the smoking of the turkey? Like, do you feel added pressure about it because it's the first time? Or you're like, I got this, I'm confident. Oh, what do you mean? It already happened and it went wonderfully. Good point, <laughs> great point, great point. Uh, uh, no reason to be nervous, right? Oh, it already went great! <laughs> Mikey. <laughs> Mikey put the brine down. <laughs> the turkey's Mikey, already in it. Mikey, stop chugging the brine. God. Uh, what else do people do? <laughs> Let's finish these plugs. Let's close anyway, up this Anyway, real quick transition. Uh, people, if you... Hey, if you're a fan of independent wrestling, go check out Independent Waters. Uh, me and Zach yes. Batista. Uh, our show where we bring you bring you treasures from the independent sea, and we, we trek it bravely. 
uh, and we give you our review of uh, indie matches that we thought were interesting. So go check that out every Wednesday on here on the Countout Network. Yeah, and, really, uh, really good Ryan. show. Really, really good show. Good show. Go check that out. Uh, go tell your friends about it, especially other people you know who might enjoy independent wrestling. Um, and watch those, you know, watch the matches and listen to the reviews. I think it's always worth it. Uh, you can also yes. go uh, listen to G1 and Only. I'll talk about it here. There was supposed to be an episode last Monday, uh, but there, if you saw your podcast feed, there was no episode last Friday, and I'm very uh, apologetic. I'm very sorry that there is Did no you mean episode. last Monday? Yeah, yeah, last Monday. Um, <clears throat> there was no episode, and I apologize for it. Uh, the issue with that being is at the time of recording, uh, I had purchased the DVDs to watch. If you've listened to other G1 and Only's, I've talked about how I found a lot of the stuff online. And uh, this time around, I couldn't find like anything online for like the next three or four G1s. Like I wasn't able to find like a lot of footage online until like way long, way down the line. So. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do, what you know, how I'm gonna fix the thing here. But at the time of recording, I still have not received those DVDs. I purchased them. You know, they're supposed to come in five to ten business days. Today, at time of recording, is day um, thirteen, I believe. I've already contacted the supplier. Uh, they have not responded. I contacted them on Monday, and they have not responded. On it's Wednesday, so again, I apologize. I'm trying to figure out what I'm do. Trying to come up with ideas about what I'm doing. I might have to just you know shoot past and talk about Moxley or Page or you know part of the later uh, G ones. So I was hoping to do it in order, but you know that might not happen. So apologies. I should have had this all figured out before I started the show to begin with, but you know. Dropped the ball there. So, again, apologies, but it's still a very good show. Uh, you know, go listen to past episodes if you've not listened to G1, you know, episode one or episode two, where we talk about Vader, or we talk about the 1992 G1 Climax, you know, the NWA title one with Rick Rude and all that stuff. Uh, so, go check that out. And hopefully, maybe they come in time, and maybe I can have an episode out this Monday. I'm not going to say any promises at this point since it is Wednesday. Um, but again, crossed. apologies for that. Yeah, <laughs> big old fingers crossed. I'm gonna try to send out another email today, Mikey, to see if I can get any update on anything. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I paid the money. I have a receipt that says what I purchased and when I purchased it, and just you know, it's what it is, I guess. Um, you know, but uh, you know, until then, you know, we'll find out. Uh, but that's it for this week's episode. Uh, you can also go to our YouTube channel. Why not prop that up here as well? We released our 2K outcome from last week where uh, Liv Morgan defeated Nia Jax. But it's nice to just watch it, too. It's a quick little watch, you know, like eight minutes or so. Nice little 2K simulated action where we're doing commentary over it. A lot of It's getting a lot of getting a lot of traction, so appreciate all those who have watched it uh, and who may have been interested in watching the show here after that. Uh, anything else, Mikey? Uh, uh, I, just wanted, I just wanted to say it's uh, G1 and Only is a really awesome show. Go check it out. Uh, if you like uh, doc- documentary style, like, talks about wrestling you're gonna love it uh it it really takes you into the it, it really takes you into the world of the match and i really enjoy it so go check that out and definitely catch up so we, you can get pumped for that episode that's coming out appreciate it mikey i appreciate that um 
Uh, yeah, and so that's it for this week's episode. Uh, Mikey, uh, top name me two things that you're thankful for. Two things that I'm thankful for. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm very thankful, honestly, very thankful, really basic, very thankful for my friends, very thankful for my family, very thankful for being able to do this podcast with with you all the time. Okay, that's three things. No, that, <laughs> that's... that's like one. I'm putting it under an umbrella. Uh, and I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful for independent wrestling. Independent wrestling has helped me a lot through this whole thing. Uh, whether it was being able to go on a trip I never thought I was going to be able to take uh, after we lost it in March. Uh, to just being able to do a new podcast with a friend and discovering new wrestling and reinvigorating that spark that I was starting to lose, you know? Because uh, I get to watch old matches with crowds again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just it just is nice to just experience wrestling again to its fullest, you know, with the crowds, with the fans, everybody. It, it, the the person to person interaction, just being able to see that on screen, it like it, it's nice to to it's nice to not see wrestling where the fans are either screens or like thirty five rows back, you know. Yeah. It, it's nice to it, I. I I don't know. It's, I nice think to see, it, it's I, weird. It's weirdly nice to see people's mouths. It's nice to see people's mouths. It's nice. To see, it's nice to see people getting shoulder to shoulder and not worrying about it. You know, like yeah. it's nice to see everyone getting crammed into this small gym to watch these two guys put on a show. You know, it's great. Um, and it yeah. makes you it makes I, you miss it. But I'm very thankful for it because it does. It, it it's keeping. It's like it it re, it's re reigniting that spark that I feel like I was losing so desperately in these COVID times. You know. That's all. I love hearing that. Like, and I've talked about it a lot on Twitter and stuff. But I, I really am frustrated when you know shitty stuff happens in WWE, and I see all over Twitter people being like, "I don't know if I can watch wrestling anymore." All this other stuff because of what WWE is doing, and I keep wanting to just scream into the void of There's like, "There's so Twitter much other like, wrestling out there." So much other wrestling. So many other companies. So much other better wrestling. And, I, and sure, if you don't like AEW, that's fine. If you don't like WWE and, or feel morally corrupt by, by WWE, that's fine. There is so much other wrestling out there, so much other free wrestling out there. It's it's not going to take you too much time to go out and watch it and just see if you like it. <laughs> just you know, just see if and then see if that that ball can roll. You know, you know, doing Indy Five Hundred for you, you're starting like, oh, there's a couple of people I like, and I'll start following them. And then doing this new show of Indy Indy Waters with Zach, it's. You know, spinning that wall of like, oh, there's new people, there's new concepts, new storylines, new p- promotions. I'm enjoying. Mm-hmm. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm also thankful for that stuff, and I'm also thankful for you, Mikey. We're doing the show for a lot of time, and I, you know, I appreciate that we're still doing it, still having the energy to do it, still killing it with, uh, um, uh, all these goddamn beautiful ma- match cards, Chef Kiss. Yeah. Uh, and of course, I'm thankful for all of you listeners. Yeah. Um, we're, we're we're actually Mikey. We're steadily growing too, which I greatly appreciate. Yeah, we appreciate um, everyone who's who's jumping, who's either been on the bandwagon or jumping on. No matter when you started listening, we appreciate you all the same. Yeah, all of you guys exactly. rule. We love you all. Thank you we for interacting you in the as polls many, and stuff. It's all great. We as many times as we shit on ourselves or shit on y'all, we still love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh yes uh so thank you everybody again thank you everybody we're deeply thankful for everybody for listening to this week's episode and all week episodes of hit the books 
We'll be back all next week with an all-new episode of Hit the Books. Until then, we've got two words for you. Book it. This has been a Countout Podcast.